Yeah, episode 102, Mickey D's podcast. We are back, fellas. How was Thanksgiving? Oh, man. Thanksgiving was lovely. Was it bountiful? Man. Come on, man. You know, the favorite, the favorite, my favorite is holiday out of them all, man. Yeah, just yes. for the food. Just for the and food. No, 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 no. Don't believe it or not. Yeah, for the food, one. But I enjoy it because we get to spend time with your family. Even if it's family mm. that you see on your regular basis, mm-hmm. it's just different when. It's everybody, you know what I mean? Are like, you in sweats or pants? Sweats. You dress it's, it's, it's highly oh, sweats. Yeah. suggested that you just wear sweats. Yeah, we get comfortable. comfortable, bring your sweats, bring your slides, you know what I mean? We eat and we chill, we eat and we chill, and that's what it is. See, yeah. see, I go to my in-laws, so I'm not sure if I'm sending the right message if I'm wearing sweats. Yo, I don't, I don't, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't I understand. I even put on like a nice sweater. I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand the whole get dressed up to go sit down at the table and eat. Like, yeah. I don't understand that. It's so uncomfortable for me. Mm. Like, I'm not trying to put on a fucking. But also, you got to consider that everyone, well, at least I would consider that everyone else that's showing up is putting, has something nice on. You know what I mean? So, You're I don't want to be that coming dude. to your house? No, if I'm going to someone else's house, because I told you I went to my in-laws Correct. and I went to my parents. And both have, you know, people were dressed up. They had nice. They just looked nice, you know. But if I roll up in there in sweats, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, Man, I'm not sure if I'm sending the right message. Listen, I'm, I, all I'm saying is if you're, it's one thing if you're going to someone else. Like you said, your in-laws or a friend or something like that. That makes a little bit sense. If they're coming to your family, listen, I'm showing up in sweats. Like yeah. they come to they come to Kathy's crib. I'm throwing up in sweats. I'm sorry, mom. If, yeah, if I was still living in my parents, I'm I'm sure no, I'm, I'm saying, going out of bed. I'm not, I'm not even. I'm saying even if you're going to your mom's crib, uh, okay. it's still your family, your mom, your immediate family. I'm showing up. But, in sweats. but what if I say yeah? But they're uh, fear of God. Fear of God. Right? <laughs> they're they're essential sweats. Come on, they cost more than your pants. Exactly. Like, how was your that guy? How was your Thanksgiving? Pull up with the athleisure. Uh, it was good. Uh, you know, first Thanksgiving with the uh, the baby in the family. So, oh yeah, yeah the baby right. AJ. You know, not the baby, but uh, yeah, a baby, uh, Andy Junior. Uh, the baby, the baby. Uh, so that was cool because you know, it. Uh, well, actually, shoot. Beyond that, that was really the first Thanksgiving that I didn't have to do like Black Friday at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened last last year as well, but uh, I still had to be. Somewhere, somewhere early that night to prepare for the next day. So really, it was it was just a cool time to to actually sit down, have dinner, and mm-hmm. uh, Andy and and Melissa, you know, who just had their first baby, my nephew, my first nephew, uh, you know, brought out the whole family, like mm-hmm. both sides and a neighbor. Like, what is going on? My like, baby will do that. That's what I noticed about like if you have a bunch of adults at a holiday function, like it's cool. You you show because you kind of have to. Yep. <laughs> But when you talk, when you start bringing kids, when kids get involved, yep. like it's the opportunity to see the baby. It's it's, and then when they get older and they're five and six years old, it's just more fun because, because um, you know, like Christmas, you know, it's really for the kids, not so much for the adults. Yep. But yeah, yeah, kids really make the holiday uh, nah, functions fuck better. No? I had to watch my nephews play video games for four hours instead of watching. They took sports. the big TV. Yo, they took the big TV. I was. You have so, your phone off to like, the side. I'm like, man. You should have came like, prepared with your laptop. But, but what I'm saying is, I was like, all right, we're gonna let them play because I was like, let's get it out of the way now. Let them yeah. play for like an hour or two, and then we could watch sports. Man, these motherfuckers would not get off the goddamn TV, and I ain't gonna be that guy. <laughs> be like, hey, yo. Can we cut this shit off? Cowboys are playing. Yeah, <laughs> they about to can lose. We, can we watch them lose? You know what I'm saying? My uncle was in town. He hates the Cowboys just as much as me. And I was like, man, that's... Oh, and and look know. at you guys propped up with yeah, a little cell so, phone. I was like, I was like ah, fuck it. You know, let's, let, let the boys play. You know, fuck it. You know, so yeah. I was like, fuck it. We're just going to play Mario Kart. 
Hey, y'all gonna play video games? Everybody gotta play. Yep. So yeah, we got yeah. it on. Y'all gonna get involved. That's like that meme where the the, the dad is like, uh, got this 89-inch TV to watch uh, Paw Patrol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he's, got, he's got his cell phone propped up on the table <laughs> like he's watching the game. <laughs> man. Sacrifices, yeah. y'all. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah man. But um, we, we um, because we missed... Uh, Last week's recording, um, we had a few. We have a few weekends under our belts to go oh, yeah. over and share with you yeah. guys. Um, I'll start off by sharing my weekend out in a uh, uh, well, my few weekends, but starting off with AC. So Rel and I hop on an early flight to AC, and just as soon as we take off, we have to land um, in Texas. Listen. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that up. What is it about whenever we travel together, some shit always goes I know. down? I don't know. That's <laughs> a lot of energy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, so so we have to land because someone doesn't feel well, and she was so bad. We land in fuck somewhere in Texas. What was that? A- Amarillo. Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And um, it was she was so bad that they had to walk her off. Someone behind her and someone in front of her walking backwards, and she had to put her hands on their on the dude's shoulder to walk off. And I'm thinking it's not going to be as easy as kicking her off the plane and then all right, we're out. Sure enough, it wasn't that easy. They said, all right, we're going to get things going here in about 10, 15 minutes. And then it's like, everyone's got to get off the plane because now they need to do a safety check and make check everything. So Rel and I, we... and everything. Yeah, so we get off and we have a, a burger. Burger wasn't bad, random spot. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> um, and then we hop back. And then, so I see a girl in the back of the plane. I'm thinking, eh, she looks like she can be an industry girl. Well, whatever, keep it moving. So we land, like as soon as we land, we have like, a few minutes to get ready and go meet with Jason and Zach downstairs. Um, and this, so this is my HQ set, my, uh, my, uh, first time doing it. And, and that's at the oceans resort in, in Atlantic city. So we go down, we go do a sound check and a, and a tech sound tech comes up to us and says, yeah, I heard you guys had a, a rough flight coming in. And I was like, yeah, I started talking about it. I was like, oh, no, I know. the um, uh, One of our bottle girls was on the flight with you. And they're like, that's who. That's yeah. <laughs> like, me and John looked at each other. We were like, we know exactly who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, we know about. exactly. She stood out like a sore thumb. Just like, just, you, like, cocktail go written off. You know, just bottle go written all over. Be careful. Yeah. I'm just, just saying. Say, uh, <laughs> you know, some, some people stand out. Uh, nothing wrong with it by yeah. any means. So then, so we talked to her. and She and, broke the whole thing down to yeah, us. Yeah, she said... So basically that woman overdosed on um on like some some drugs. I forgot what I don't even know if they're illegal. Uh, I, I, I forgot what she said they were. I don't know if it was pain. It might have been some like or just some shit but that she numb. took them right before she boarded the flight. Yeah, and she didn't want to tell them that she took them because I because maybe they were illegal or so. So they were trying to figure out what was wrong with her and they she just they they just chalked it up as she was dizzy or something. You know? sound like edibles. You get nah. paranoid. But trust me, I'm taking edibles. Trip. I'm taking edibles. I had a bad trip on a 15 hour flight. I ain't stopping the flight. <laughs> oh no, yeah. you're not. Yeah, but she Man, had, imagine no, your first time eating something and then you're like, I mean, if can't, it's our first time, first of all, can't, that's first, can't move first my mistakes. legs. Yeah, if it was our first time. But yeah, I I mean, I didn't see any of this what Joe was explaining because I was in a coma. <laughs> and I didn't wake I up. And, yeah, I didn't wake up until the wheels hit the ground in Texas. And I woke up and I said, "There's no fucking way we're here already." Yeah. Like, because it was so quick. I did not sleep that long. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I did not sleep that long. And I woke up and I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing?" So I, I turned my um my phone on 
And I'm like, how, you know how you can tell, you go to the weather and they'll tell you where you're at. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing in here? Like, why do we stop? And then I hear them talking about, oh, we have to get somebody off. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. You had to make an emergency stop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. So, so that, that was a whole scoop of that. And, you know, thankfully we, because once you land in Philly, it's like an hour and a half or two hours, depending on traffic, drive to AC. But definitely got there enough time to eat good, not really rush around. But I want to get into my set because and, and DJs, I need you to empathize with me. I think we've all been through this. Um, so once again, we talked about this night before, New Thursday night um, at HQ. And it's more like hip hop top 40 driven because Fridays and Saturdays are typically house. So um, so they're still building the night out. Um, Little throwbacks, right? No, that's no. the thing. They have to promote it as throwbacks to make the casino happy because the casino just doesn't want to say it's hip-hop night because they're afraid of attracting the wrong crowd. And in AC, where, where all those casinos are located, just on the back end of that is it's rough. It's a rough neighborhood. Yeah. So so you can't... So they had to meet... Zach had to meet them halfway and said, all right, let's call it a throwback night. Sicker than your average. You know, it's a classic line. Sure. So, um, so Yeah. Um, shit, Vice went in there and just did it like an all house set because like he's like, no, we don't do that anymore. So we're, we're, this is what we're doing now. But and now, so that was, I was the fourth DJ they had. So it was like Spider Vice, and then they had Montone, local guy. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And I heard he did very well. He knows his um, local crowd. And then it was me. So I know they're still billing out the nine. This is again in the winter time. So I think all the tables on the floor were sold, and a lot of a handful of people on the floor, like general admission, and it would look like mostly dudes. Um, and so I'm trying to get like I'm tr- I'm trying whatever Jason's killing. He's doing a great job opening, and every time he plays a song, I'm super paying attention because I'm trying to grab onto what they react to. Like I just need a hint. I need something that says go that route. Opening up. So it's funny because ten minutes before I played, um, it's like when you like. There's speakers in the way of people when you stand on one side of, of the booth and same thing on the other. So I'm pacing back and forth to see what they're reacting to. And Jason's like, yo, my man, if you want to get on, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this guy's like a fucking tiger behind me. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. I like, I would never be that guy. Like, you know, the antsy headliner, like, cause uh, the, the opener's killing it. And the antsy headliner's like, oh man, I got to get on. Like, I would never be that dude. I just was trying to find some form of like, crazy some form of life that makes me say okay i'm gonna start with this and roll with it but it was hard to get a grab of it because and i told rel this before going into my set last every time i spin in um ac a lot of people dancing uh standing on the dance floor drinking sometimes they dance mostly standing on the dance floor and drinking sure enough that was the case going into uh hq so so again i'm trying to figure out what to open up with i'm either gonna give them some classic hip-hop like um uh, what was the song? Uh, Roscoe Dash. What did I open up with? Um, uh, all the way turns up. All the way turns up. But it was either that or the um, or the ASAP for a ride with the mob. Home to, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was either it was I was gonna it was gonna be between one of those two. So I went with. So I couldn't get a read. I couldn't get a feel. I knew hip hop would work, but just to kick it off with. So I said, "Fuck it." Open with Roscoe Dash, and I thought it went okay. I thought it was all right. Um, but you know, built up the BPMs, and eventually got to you know more um, 
more up-tempo hip-hop or you know up to the 100 bpms and whatever but i felt like i played everything that night and i even played some house because i'm definitely trying to get in on their saturdays where mm. it's a house so ideally it'd be dope to do thursday on the hip-hop night saturday on the house night um but yeah so fast forward uh sets done oh, oh no so in the middle you know in my two hours like and and also i go on at 1 a.m it's not like it's 12 to 2 it's 1 to 3 so people to some degree are already like in this in some people's heads they're kind of in the middle of their night around one especially if it's not like a packed night you might call it early because it's not super popping so we get to three um and it was just one of those feelings where it's like man every time i thought i had them they got away you know every time i thought i had the the people reacting they just stopped dancing and just went back to standing and drinking and talking um, so I just felt like no matter what I hit him with, I just couldn't grab him. But in the, but in the big picture, that was okay. So I talked to Zach about it because he does the book. Cause I'm like, look, man, I know this set wasn't the greatest, but just tell me it was good enough to get me to the next <laughs> book. And that's all I care about. Like, I understand it's not a pack night, but I really wanted to like come in here and bust their muffin tops with just, you know, a, a fire set that will have them say, man, he killed it with X amount of people with only X amount of people there. Like, that's just my mentality going into every set, whether it's packed or not. So, because I didn't feel that, I was concerned. So, Zach was like, no, it was it was fine. Uh, maybe he didn't use those words, but he said it was fine. But uh, um, the thing is, like, the bar sales were good because they have two bars up top. And people stayed at the bar. Like, if, if they left the dance floor and I started to get concerned, they were just going to the bar. And then they made their way back. So that's that's always a good sign. You want them to spend money while you're DJing because it makes you look good. Um, and he said they they either went to the uh, bar or and came back or they stayed at the bar and drank. And on top of that, all the comps bought bottles on top of their comps. So numbers-wise, it's good. And I was like, all right, well, if you... I said, let me know tomorrow what the consensus is between, you know, within the staff because, yeah. that you know, when the staff vouches, it's, it's a really good look. So we got to that point. He's like, no, nah, staff loved you. You did fine. So cool. So so it's like after the fact, I definitely overthunk it, overthought it because I wanted it to go a certain way. And because I feel like when I, you know, handle a club, that's just the way it goes or it's some or it's something close to that. So I think a lot of DJs um, can relate um, to to that feeling. Um, and then, and then at the end of the night, I played Jewel. Uh, I think my last song is a Jewel Santana song, and Rel. You know, I play the most dipset when I'm around Rel. That's another thing. I think I really, I don't know if I play a lot of dipset when you're not around, but when you're on. <laughs> I just so happen to be playing dipset. So this drunk guy comes up to me. I don't know how we got up there, and he says, "Yo, man, I'm with this clothing line. You know, you know, whatever." He's like, "Yo, can you play some Jewels?" And I was just like, ah, oh, man, you know, last song. He's like, he's like, come on, man, I'll, I'll pay you how much you want. I was like, well, how much you got? And he's like, I got, he's, I'll give you all this right here. And there was a bunch of 20s and 1s. I was like, man, I got you. <laughs> how much did it end up being? It came out, I want to say it was like $191. Something like He just, whatever he had in his pocket, he threw down. And um, Just to play some dip set. Just to play, yeah, a dip set song. So. I ain't mad at it. No, yeah, fuck it. He's either, either gonna book me or not book me at that point. Yeah, like we're I mean, not. I'm not. Song, yeah, matter. last song ain't gonna put me <laughs> yeah, over. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was um, that was a great experience. 
Um, shout out to those guys. I hear the weeks keep getting better and better. I think Angie V did really well. Mm-hmm. And they got Jason headlining this week. So dope for them. Um, and moving on, I did Aria Vista. And another thing I wanted to share with our listeners, you ever so have you ever been so comfortable in your set or with the club? Because you've done it a number of times and you're just like, I want to try new things. Mm-hmm. Again, we know what'll work. And maybe this is later on in the night just to be a little safer. And I want to try new things. And then you realize when you're trying new things, you're not as organized as you can be. Like, so if I play When I Hear Music by Debbie Deb, you know, it's a Latin crowd. Of course, that's going to go off. And the next song that might be, that might connect with that is um, Living on a Video. You remember the artist's name? Uh, yeah, it's X. free. X. Trans X. Yeah, yeah, good call. You get that. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's like so you know, so you want to follow up with something in that vein, and and then it's like, all right, where do we go after that? So you know, what I learned about myself in that moment, I'm I'm completely fine with being vulnerable about about this. Is like my random sets, my sh- kind of show off, showing my range sets could be a little better. But I don't, but I'm not stressing because like the bulk of the night was done. They, I gave them what they know and what they want. And I gave them bad money a number of times. I gave them all that Sheesh. shit. Um, so, so moving forward, I was like, all right, well, we need to practice and get these sets, tighten these sets up because anytime you get a chance to flex like that, that can really separate yourself from other DJs or just make the night even better. Um, so yeah, shout out to Aria Vista and Riverside. We had a good time. It was more packed than it was last time. And they were singing the damn near everything I played. Um, and yeah, it was a good night. Sounds like a good crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ral, what you got? Um, where we at? This couple of weekends. I was in New York. I did, um, Atlantic City with you. Flew to Charleston with the wife to do a wedding. Um, then the following weekend, I was in New York, man. New York was dope. It was it was a good time. Uh, <laughs> what was I say? Yo, you were playing um, Bieber, like oh, old yeah. classic Bieber. Come that on, shit man. rang off. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, man. Listen, everybody was just like, "Oh, okay, I get it now. I get it now." You know what I mean? Like just about the videos, and they were like, "I get it now," because you know most people just assume, and that's it's fair that I just spin hip hop or whatever. So when why? I post these videos, I don't know why. They, because these people are ignorant. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't judge somebody. You don't judge a book by its cover, you stupid. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing two spots. I did Friday night, this Saturday night, both in the East, um, the East Village, downtown, Lower East Side. Uh, the first night, well, I keep forgetting the name of the spot. But the spot was pretty big. The, it, they designed it to look like the inside of a cave. Um, and they had, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they have DJs in there and they have really, like... It's a it's a Mexican restaurant. The owners are from Europe, so the European guys real they were mad cool. They come off, you know, how Europeans that are that live in New York really like look like really aggressive, like tough guys, and they're like, nah, like these 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 dudes are sweethearts. Yeah. So I went in there. They were extremely cool. Like staff was like like a one as far as you know hospitality with everything with wifey and I. But they had a strict like no Latin music. They do not like Latin mm. music. I was like. Mexican European, restaurant, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but whatever, you know what I mean. It's, it's cool with me. Latin music, I ain't the biggest fan of, you know, the the reggaeton. So I was like, cool, it works for me. I was like, fuck it. 
So that was the only gig that I was like, I was kind of nervous walking into it. And I was like, ah, man, we're going to see. But they were, they're big fans of like the old 2010s, like house music EDM scene, like Sick. the... Uh, Avicis and you know the show the, the, the golden era the golden era of EDM. That. I was like, <laughs> just oh. call it that <laughs> I said perfect I yeah. said man that's nothing so I was like cool so he's like whenever you go in the peak out in peak times you know go up there and you know play some of that stuff for the owners I was like cool I was like boom I thought I was gonna not have enough music for my whole set so I was just like damn oh, what's what you call it fucking 4 hours there or, is. no 5 hours excuse me Yeah. till 4am from 11 to 4am so I was like, fuck. But then I was like, it's the same thing from doing a 9 to 2 a.m. Yeah. So I was like, I do that plenty of times. Right. Went out there and I was just like, Psh. had a fucking grand time. Equipment had a little faulty faulty equipment, but you know, it was, you know, we got we got through the night. It was great. They loved me. Staff loved me. They were like, yo, we ain't we ain't seen the crowd sing along this much in a yeah. while. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? This was dope. So I was like, all right, cool. So the second night, I was told. <laughs> I was told that I have a little bit more range and leeway with the, the format. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you can get into the new Latin shit. You can get into, you know, the current hip hop shit. So I said, bet. And I had a lot of people the night before coming over to me and requesting a lot of like Latin and hip hop shit, right? So I was like, yo, restrictions, can't play that shit, you know, whatever, whatever. Just trying to explain, wifey and I were trying to explain to the um, the people that were coming over to me. And everybody was extremely, that was the best experience that I've had when it comes to taking requests yeah. in a long time. Wait, could you have played Drake's MIA with Bad Bunny? In like the first it, spot? Yeah, is that like the loophole to playing Latin if you really I didn't wanted even, to? I didn't even, I didn't even try it, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, like the crossover songs, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't even try it because it was my first time spinning at this yeah, spot. So I was just it. like, nah, yeah. I'm not even going, I'm not even going to test the waters with it. Because it was when I got when I got the um, the uh, the what you call it it was in bold letters like in your face like <laughs> the owners request no Latin music. don't go over yeah. the red line yeah. and don't play <laughs> they didn't Latin. give a fuck about that <laughs> they were just like just don't play this shit so I was like all right whatever um, so again I was telling everybody wifey and I were telling everybody listen I'm spinning at the spot it's literally around the corner tomorrow night you want to hear this please come up pull up on me tomorrow night yeah so the next night. I get to the spot, um, and it's more of a lounge. It's more of a, a smaller venue, um, and it was, you know, it was more of a peak, right? So you start off playing some cool shit, as opposed to the night before. I had to start off hot because the spot was packed as soon as I walked in. Um, but this spot was only a handful of people. I said, "Cool, at least the first hour or so, I can just get into it, right?" Um, so sure enough, did it, whatever, whatever, and. I'm getting into it. I gave him about two hours of just all up tempo shit, and I was like, "All right, I'm about to get into the like, take him down to the hip hop bag. Got him going. It's it's packed in here. It's getting hot." So I get into the hip hop bag, and I mean, like the response was insane. Like the the fucking walls were shaking when they yeah. heard the first, and I think it was like, "No hands." I dropped like no hands, yeah, yeah. and I dropped it from the top. Listen to this track, and they go, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Right, and they just go crazy, right? So I'm doing it. I'm only, I only gave him four hip hop tracks, right? And I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna get out of it." Fucking laptop overheats. It's cooking in this fucking thing, oh, right? Shit. It's cooking in this spot. Fucking laptop overheats, but it hasn't cut off yet. You know how like it just it starts like blinking or whatever, and I'm yeah, like yeah. fuck. But luckily, obviously, I, I have my USB uh, thing, and oh no, there was a USB uh, drive already in there, and it had a couple of mixes on there. So I'm like scrolling, 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 
and I saw hip hop mix. I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm already in hip hop. I'm gonna play it, right? So I played the hip hop mix, restart my laptop. As I'm restarting the laptop, one of the bar managers or something like that comes over and he was like, yo, can we not play too much hip hop? Keep in mind, it was only one song played. By the time this song was over, I was already had my laptop over and, and got out of it. Yeah. So I was explaining to him, I was like, yo, you know, my apologies, like it wasn't what you call it. The, uh, I explained the laptop thing. He was like, damn, do you need like any type of ice or anything? He's like, damn, you need any house music? Right. <laughs> he was like, he's like, all right. So, you know, he assisted. He went to go get me like a garbage bag and he was like, yo, the ice machine is over here. You still need it? I was like, no, nah, I think we're good. So I got out of it. And it was just to your point that you were saying, it was a it was a it was hard to read what the managers and bar staff wanted or what they liked because I was told one thing, but what they mm. were talking to me about was or what they were suggesting was a completely different thing. Kind of similar to the night where I was doing before, but I was getting an insane amount of requests yeah. for the shit that they didn't want to hear. The, and when I say right. the staff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yo, what the... F-? So I was in that in-between and I was just like, fuck. And I had women, I had chicks coming over to me and wifey the night before. Listen, we was at this spot last night and you said that you can play X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yo, you calling me out. So I'm going to play the shit. So yeah. I was just like, yo, I got to play it. I got to play it. I got to play it. My set was supposed to be over at 3.30. They let me rock till 4 a.m., right? So I was like, all right. The crowd was jumping. I feel like I had the crowd majority of the night or whatever. Um, so at the end of the night, it was kind of like one guy was just like, all right, you know, thanks for having him. Just real, like, couldn't get a read on him or nothing like that. The other dude was like, yo, thanks for having us. Thanks for putting up with, you know, my request or whatever. And he was asking me for, like, Mama Mia and all that shit and whatever. And I was like... I, I was like, all right, cool. So I had hit, you know, my boy that um shout to C Flow who um who had hired me. And I said, yo, did you get any feedback from you know the the two spots that I did, you know, a couple of days later? And same thing. He was like, first spot, fucking loved you, bro. Thank you so much. They said you smashed it. And he said, I haven't heard anything from the second spot. He said, but that's a great thing because they really voice their opinion when they don't like a DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, all right, cool. I was like, I guess that's that. yeah. I was like, I can roll with that. And I was like, I was like, yeah. It was, it was. I said, I, I couldn't get a, um, I couldn't get a good read on them, but they, um, they let me go till four a.m. And I know my set was supposed. To, I was originally supposed to end at three thirty. He said, no. Then if you went to four, then yeah. they liked you. Check and I was like, up. all right, cool. All bet. Right, then yeah. I'm not gonna take no. I'm not gonna take no offense to it. So, um, yeah. So New York ended up being great. We had a good set. Um, I'm sure I'll be back in the next month or two or whatever. Nice. Um, at some couple of different spots out there. And then um, I did Resident last weekend, which was dope. It was slow because it was Black Friday. So I don't know if you ever spun on a Black Friday anywhere. Um, it's usually it's either it's either really really packed or slow. Yeah, my my yeah. set at Ari Vista was Black Friday, but I heard around the just generally around the country like slow. Like some venues saw coming and just closed down. And for just the closed weekend. down, yeah. And that's what that's what um that's what the bar manager there, Matt Cool, shout out to Todd. Um, he said it. He was just like, "Yo, we might shut it down early tonight." I said, "That's cool with me. I get paid the same. I don't give a fuck." Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So I said, he was like, "All right, cool," but it didn't. It 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 wasn't. Let me say this. It wasn't slammed like it normally is and what I normally get but it was a good amount for them to stay open and he was just like he came over to me he was like bro we love you because you're one of the only DJs that would have this range this range and this group of people and make them stay here yeah and they these people stayed because they could have went anywhere not not to sound like a tourist but um, did you play Dipset 
at any of those nights. In New York? Yeah, because I feel like that's just like nah. what the, the tourist DJ, oh, we got to play Dipset. No, nah, I didn't actually because it just wasn't. It didn't flow right? It didn't. One, it didn't flow right. It didn't seem right. like those kind of venues. And it didn't seem like those kind of venues. You don't have the Bieber remix? Stop. <laughs> yeah, like I did, like I said, like some of the deepest cuts that I played, like I played it, I was playing, I played a young Dolph track just because, you know, he Damn, had, he had yeah. passed and whatever. And it was flatline, bro. Like Damn. no response. No response. Yeah. I played Blow the Whistle out there just to see if it would work. Right? Blow the Whistle, I feel like out of, you know, it's a heavy West Coast track. The but Jay-Z I was like, the remix or the original? It, the original, right? That was just like, I feel like it's still, you know, a universal track that you can get away with it outside of LA, right? I felt like I don't know if you ever played it outside of LA. Right? I don't touch it outside when I go to yeah, East, it's Coast, not East Coast. Thing. Yeah, I played it flat. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think we talked about this with Sprite, which we should have on the next one to recap the year, <laughs> uh, next pod. But um, I think we talked about this almost a year ago with him, and he was saying that it was one of those to use. I'm like, oh no, man, the ones like when I have tried it, it's it's it doesn't even like it's not even a great filler. Let alone like anything east to. of Texas. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen it. I've seen it work. I've seen it worked in like Nashville. I've seen it work in. I guess that's still. But the sweetie version, the the, yeah. the Midwest or whatever. But so I was like, fuck it. I mean, I didn't. Like, I didn't have high expectations for yeah. it. But I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna throw it out there. See if they receive it. If they don't, if they don't. Yeah. Nothing. Boom. Young Dolph. Nothing. So when I played the Young Dolph track, I knew for a fact I I can't stay deep in this. Which lane. Young Dolph track? Preach, like you know what I mean, like his the one where I would assume everyone knows either that or get paid. You know what I mean. Um, So when I when I played it, I was like, I I can't stay deep in this in this lane or whatever. So I got out of it, um, went back up. It was it was all the classic shit, and it was a young ass fucking crowd, like young, like twenty one, twenty two year olds. Um, But all the early two thousand shit went crazy, which I was like, y'all niggas is too young to know this shit. Yeah. For the most part, but fuck it, they went off. But worked out. We had a good time. There you go. Mike was in San Diego, though. I was. Uh, went this past weekend. Shout out to uh, Kevin McLaughlin, his whole team over down there. I went to go uh, do El Chingon, um, per usual. Uh, always a good time, you know. Just like I hadn't spun in a since that, that whole uh, Halloween night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really contemplating on not going probably for like three to four days leading up to it <laughs> because I had a, I had a foot injury uh, playing basketball. And so I, I tore some connective tissue in my foot <sighs> and, uh, and just, you know, like took it day by day. You know, mm-hmm. like first day was like, damn, am I going to need surgery? Second day it was like, all right, let me like treat it myself. Third day got actual real treatment. Um, and, and then started being able to like walk on a cane. And then like, I was on a cane for like three days. And then when it came to like the day of, uh, I was like, you know what? Like, I'll be fine. Not really thinking about what it would be like to stand for four hours to DJ. Mm -hmm. Not with a foot injury, (laughs) but then with a foot injury, bruh, I was like, Dog, I'm like, this is fucking hurts. At what point was it? Was it like two hours into your set that you were like, nah, this shit ain't this for the birds. I'm gonna say like first hour, I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad. And then and then after that it was kind of like the was flowing. Uh 42 was hitting like third hour. <laughs> like hour. I'm good now. Just put the liquor on his ankle. Start to, start on his to warm up some, you know. 
But, uh, you know, it, it was crazy because, like, I did, like, a, this four to eight set. And, you know, it's Sunday fun day. So that's been, uh, I wouldn't say, like, hit or miss. But basically, as a DJ there, you're kind of playing different roles, right? Like, if you're there and it's, like, it's jumping early, like, all right, cool. Like, we go and party early. Yeah. And if it's not there, then I'm we're not going to take it there. Like, yeah. we don't need to take it there. Yeah. And so they got DJs all day on Sunday. Yeah. Huh? And it's funny because like I've been rocking with, with Chingon and that that whole group for a long time. Again, like big ups to, to the group out there. But um, you know, like I, I've been there to see enough staff change over mm. the years. Yeah. And I didn't know anybody this time around. I think I might have recognized the, the whoever the GM was at the night, but I didn't recognize anybody else. And then the vibe was just like for me, it was like, all right, we're just having lunch. Like it, cool energy. Mm-hmm. Have people sing along. Yeah, there was that. You know, if I see one person like moving around or a girl that starts dancing at the bar, I'm I'm doing my job. Yeah, and then it was funny because there was this moment where like, all right, cool, like a bunch of girls, like they don't know each other, start dancing with each other, start doing a dancing line. I'm like, okay, cool, some energy. And I forgot what twerk type record I was playing, and it was like, and it was just like responsive and then the, the this bartender runs up the stairs and he's like yo like you gotta keep it here and i'm like fam like, we gotta keep it nowhere like like no one let them vibe like you know it's like no nah, no nah, like like keep the energy here and, and and roll with it so i'm like all right i'm like i'm gonna do something i'm gonna play a record that i wasn't gonna play because it's not that's not my role but I'll play like I think it was up, right? Because I'm thinking that's Cardi B. Probably, Cardi B. Well, Cardi B. That's gotcha. probably a strong record to keep it in that realm. Gotcha. And if it's too strong, they will decide and they will sit down. Yeah. Right? Or it will stay there and we can go there. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Played it. Day drinking in San Diego? Oh, it's going no. off. 16 bars, taking a break. <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah. They were like, okay, yeah, yeah. Got their little like TikTok, you mm-hmm. know, and then Surely enough, 10 seconds, you know, just, all right, well, yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. You know? Thanks. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that. You know? Motherfuckers. Like, oh, shit. So then I was like, all right, cool. Like, we ain't got to go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, um, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, I I'm, I think I'm more, um, I, I, maybe surprise isn't the word, but like, I was happy to know that I could go four hours without like, at any point feeling stressed about what yeah. record to play and keep a vibe and uh you know play new shit old shit a little bit of everything that's the one thing i do like about that venue so it was cool you know and then done by eight uh shout out to my shout out to uh dj impact i haven't seen him in so long nice. Nice. my uh chubby buddy as we we call each other from back in the days uh og san diego og mm-hmm. santa barbara mm-hmm. uh click uh and uh he uh he jumped on and it was like, you know, I walked so he could run, really. Like, <laughs> it was just like cracking. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the first press of smog or fog in the club, and it yeah. was like, it was lit. Yeah. And I was like, by 8.39, I was like, oh, it's just cracking now. Yeah. So uh, it was cool. It was a good time. And, um, you know, just, just had a, a day after all the Black Friday uh, fiasco. That we had at the Mag Park. How did that go for you? Uh, which went very well. Uh, we prepared a lot better this year than we did last year. For the case of last year, we had like a COVID infested staff. 
that Ooh. didn't couldn't come to work. Mm. So that was a rough one for us. Yeah. Where like literally, not a single manager was available to work. Damn. Oh, and we found out the day of Thanksgiving. Jeez. So we kind of literally had everybody call their homies and be like, "We're hiring you for the day." Mm-hmm. People yes. don't know that. People don't know that in the business. Like, you, you know, you never really show your pain. You just. Keep you get going, a call? going. I didn't. Get I didn't get a call. call. I don't want to bug you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, uh, I came in a, a Mac Park employee. Fam, day. Yeah, six, that would have been fun. <laughs> you, know, you know who was was Nico. Nico ran the. Oh door yeah, that's right. You did. He just I had to stand Nico, there. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, she asked if we got a Chicago one." I said, "What size?" Oh, I should ask that. <laughs> Yo, Nico, get your shit together. Yeah, but luckily this year we we were well prepared. Mm-hmm. COVID's a little behind us now. Um, Hopefully nothing else in front of us, and uh, it was it was really successful. We had uh, both stores full force. Online was amazing, and then I kind of like had this crazy idea to to drop a mystery hat like a couple of days before, which was like probably the coolest experience I've had in a long time. Um, essentially, you know, for the listeners or whoever you know, you, if you know or you don't know, I, I've been designing some caps for for New Era. And the store, and so for the first time ever, I decided, oh, like, well, I, like I have this design that I feel very confident about, and I'm like, I don't think we'll be able to service everyone that wants one. At least that's how it feels. And I was like, you know what? Went on my IG story, and I was just like, yo, would you guys trust me if we did? I have mystery hat. Like you don't get to see it until it sells out. And so I'll do 200 units. You'll get a special package. Whatever, whatever. And uh, we put it up and it sold out in 43 seconds. Damn. And I was like, and what was crazy about that was it sold out in 43 seconds, which is a huge testament. But then there was still a thousand people on the website that were trying to get were there and it was gone. So like it's really opening my eyes to like what are what the possibilities are. Yeah, exactly. And so um, you know, I would do more. But the reality is, like, I've done pre-orders once, and that's a headache. Mm-hmm. And number two, uh, New Era is not really in the position right now to be able to fulfill everything in a timely manner, mm-hmm. uh, at least at that capacity. Yeah. But, like, 200, doable. I talked to my my, my sales rep, um, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah we, can, we can handle that amount, and then we'll figure out the rest later. Because I knew that this hat would be a— thousand to two three thousand unit type of type of hat um and so i revealed it on ig live Mm -hmm. as soon as it sold out and it's it's uh you know based on our youth i guess you know hanging out at at, uh the local burger spot double double burger roscoe boulevard you know i mean roscoe boulevard's finest yeah so uh did something along there come with the paper bag custom pin that whole situation nice so dope. it was it was dope man um and, and so you know when it arrives people will be i think pretty happy with it nice um yeah it was fun to do that and then we and then even then for black friday again la- last minute idea threw a five thousand dollar mystery box mm-hmm. out there that would guarantee someone the entire new collection that i'm putting out the pink mocha 2.0 collection and um, somebody Shit's copped fire. It. Wow! Somebody copped the five thousand dollars box and trusted Shit's us. Fire! Wow! Yeah, but yeah. That dope. collection is gonna go crazy. That yeah, collection is going to go insane. It's not a day I don't get hit up, DM'd. Yo, when you dropping that shit? Yeah, yeah every day. Braves hat. And uh, yeah, the Braves hat resold for two hundred fifty dollars on eBay. Jeez. 
Uh, so retail sixty bucks comes with, comes with the pin. Wow. Probably do like raffle style. It's nice. it's crazy to see where where our kind of lineage is going, and 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 uh, it's really exciting because I know what we got coming up, and it's only gonna make people go crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun. No robberies over the weekend. Thank God, no. But it is something that keeps me up at night. Not going to even lie to you guys. Uh, You guys know, 2018, I I got broken into three times. And that was just on some, like, you know, dumb shit of people just, like, kind of being desperate around those times, sledgehammered through the window. Like, I think about it all the time. And then even more now, like, everybody's pretty much seeing it. I don't know if social media is just more active. But, like, you know, obviously robberies happen every hour, like, in L.A., but it's like really I think what it is is it's it's now encroaching the high end communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's like now it matters. Yeah. You know, no, like, all of a sudden, oh, oh, shit, yeah, all the broke folks oh, all the yeah. broke folks been getting robbed for every day. Yeah. But now that some rich people are getting Louis robbed. Baton stores are being mm-hmm. hit up. Which by no means am I saying that's 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 the like that's you know, acceptable. That's acceptable yeah. in any level. But yeah, no, I think now more than ever, I mean, shit, we have a store inside of the Topanga Westfield Mall, Canoga Park, or Woolen Hills, if you want to be come political. On, come on. Come yeah, on. my bad. Keep it nice. Keep it nice. Our lead up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Our lead up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for Woolen Hills, and um, yeah, uh, two cars pull up to Nordstrom, <clears throat> steam through the, the side door, grab a couple purses, $6,000 worth, and jump back in the car. Those Nordstroms or Saks? No, Nordstrom. Nordstroms. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that happened all within the week of watching, uh, you know, uh, a mom just yesterday or this weekend, a mom who was just walking her baby in Hancock Park. Hancock Park was yeah, two adjacent dudes to Beverly Hills. I literally just saw that video yeah, this morning. Two dudes. Yeah. Two dudes were just waiting on that block and they spotted her. She opens her gate. The gate takes a second to close. And then they just walk up casually to look like they're just walking. Mm-hmm. And then they just ran up on her and took to her the purse. baby yeah. bag. Yeah. Oh my God. And her watch and whatever. A dude closing up his store on Sunset, um, driving a big body Bentley, mm-hmm. pull up on him, take his AP. Like, it's crazy right now. Wow. Yeah, it's sad. What city was it that they, they ransacked the um, LV store, Louis Vuitton? San Francisco. That was Sh- San Francisco. Oh, San yeah, Francisco yeah. and yeah. Chicago. And Chicago. And Jeez. Chicago, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. God bless the security guard at the Louis Vuitton Chicago. That dude, he he was like one, like he was trying to save him, like one bag, two bags, three bags. And most of these guys, like, I mean, I'm not never going to say this and don't take my fucking word for it, but like a lot of these guys aren't looking for confrontation or for any conflict. Security guards. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say the robbers. robbers. Oh, I'm going to say 80% of them don't want that. And because you can't, you can't get prosecuted for, or or put in jail for too long for stealing. And it doesn't have to, um, the threshold, isn't it a certain amount of dollars? Like if if it's less than 2,000? 2,000. Yeah, but I had kids that I caught here at the store. We talked about it and they, they were over that threshold. They're back on the street. Yeah, like especially if they're minors. Right? They cut you. Have you seen like the ones that re- we recently talked about on the podcast? Have you seen them? Bro, I just saw one the other day at the mall. At the mall, and I pressed him. He wasn't in your store, or he was. He was in my store, and he was trying to rob again. He was just looking around. He was scoping the place, scoping it, oh and he was God. moving some shit around. And so I, I communicated to the staff, Jeez. and instead of making a scene about it, my staff member went right up to his face and said, "Hey, how can I help you?" All the sales are over here. 
This is over here. That's over there. Let us know what we can do. We will be right here for you to help mm-hmm. you. It's hard to steal shit in a mall, though, man. Like, you got to make it out the store and oh, out the mall. Like, no, and we have a door person. Oh, like, see, yeah. You know, so, like, the mall's a little different. But, like, dudes are brave, bro. Like, they, they got yeah. balls to come right back. I'm like, all right, fam. Like, I know who you are. Like, we're not going to recognize you. Nigga, we got your shit on tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What's sad, super sad is, like, so, like, yeah. Like, if you don't, as long as you don't do nothing stupid, like, kill someone or, like, or like uh, hurt someone or, assault or whatever, someone, assault yeah. someone. Yeah. Like you're 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 gonna be able to do whatever you want to do again in a week or two. Yeah. Right. And then you're gonna get a slap on the wrist. What's sad is I don't know if you saw this morning, but um, the Black Godfather. Yeah. You guys familiar with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his story. Yeah. His wife got killed this morning. What? Or yesterday, shot. She's an older elderly woman in a, in a home invasion. I did not see this. Oh man. Yeah, it broke this morning. Rest Shit. Peace. Holy crap. Damn. I was wondering why he was trending. I didn't look into it, but damn, Bro, LA is just people are just doing the craziest shit. Yeah, my wife was watching that that video that you were talking about earlier, um, about the the woman, the mom that got ran up on, and she was like, "Babe, what do you do at that point?" And I'm just like, "I said it's sad to say, man. He's like, you, you just got to carry the strap with you, man." And then I mean, I know nobody wants to do that because it's almost like you're inviting. <laughs> Danger or or pepper spray and just have always, spray, always yeah, have it in your hands. Yeah, I mean, as you walk in. Right? The thing is, we live in a state that <clears throat> the if we shoot them, we're more pro, like we're gonna get prosecuted before yeah. anything happens to them. Yeah, there's no self def- like the self defense laws are fucked in the state of California. Oh yeah, it's the only time I will like even sound like the other side, right? Yeah. If you will, because that's the part that's like difficult about this conversation. But like. It's just like it's bad out here right now, and I think the reality is like you got to give whatever they need because it's not worth your life. Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of. She was just like, "What do you do?" I said, so "Just confident. give them whatever the fuck they want." Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you and the child walks away yeah. unharmed, yeah. like at the end of the day, everything else, yeah, is replaceable. Else is replaceable. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I like, you know, I'm not trying to get run up on or anything like that. I just, <laughs> just show the strap. You ain't got to pull the trigger. Just show it. Most people, nine times out of ten, they'll just run away. Like, oh shit! Like, yeah. we don't know what this person is capable. They got a strap. Run away. And then to your yeah. point, you know, pepper spray, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. pepper spray is always difficult, especially if you got a child or whatever. You could fire it and then you end up just as bad as the perp. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Asian can in San Francisco that killed the dude. He got ran up on three guys it's on a security cam. He got, he literally parked his car. Three dudes ran up on him as soon as he was opening his door. And then he shot, he shot back and they all ran. And, but one of them, he just, Gunning him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. And he's probably doing time. And he's probably going to end up doing doing time. Yeah. Because he's self-defense. But yeah, it's, it's crazy out here, man. It's just, I tell everybody, be safe. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like to, to, to Mike's point, everyone's, I think everyone's being desperate right now. Everyone's running out of unemployment. Yep. Everyone's getting, you it's know, hit with the, yeah, it's the holidays. Everyone's getting hit with the PPP <laughs> uh, fraud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people are desperate and no one wants to go get a fucking job. And earn their living. They want to go rob people that are, you know, working for their shit. So, be careful out here, man. I'm not saying go do no dumb shit. Just be careful. No, Keep man. your head on the swivel. Don't want, don't wear no jewelry. Yeah. Like don't, don't, don't invite nobody. Yeah. It's just like yo, you can't, you can't, you can't just. You know, I don't want to look like a bum, but you gotta look like a bum. You know, you know what bum I was, you know what I was thinking of doing. Hopefully, I made it cool. Hopefully, no robbers are listening to this. But um, what I was doing is because you know it's like they if they steal your car, 
they take your phone in your car and then they just hit the home navigation and then they go open up the garage and they rob your home. Like that's a thing. That's a lot though, because think about especially if you have anything sitting above a 2012, 2013 vehicle, your car is traceable. You know what I'm saying? So But I'm saying if they take your phone and you're not within reach of another phone of a liquor store or somewhere where he's like, yo, I got robbed, I need your phone. Yeah. If they catch you slipping out just out and about with nothing around, you gotta make a obviously you gotta run to go, you know, to use your uh to make a call, call the cops, call the house. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is I was thinking of changing my home address to like the police, the local police station. Yeah, oh my God. So when they hit home, they go uh, right to the cops. And, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, you know, they'll, they'll pull up. And I mean, and obviously, like some cars are, like you said, they're traceable. Just so you can drive see. by. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, man, he got us. Like, I know where you going, motherfucker. Uh huh. Yeah. It's actually smart, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know how to punch in my address. Shit, I can do that. Take a second to do it. Yeah, just make it Joseph's. Huh? Changes to Joseph's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some keywords. Um, yeah, not to make things any darker. Rest in peace, Virgil. Um, Jet yeah, man. man. Um, Mickey, um, being a store owner, a creator, uh uh heavy in the fashion, hanging around guys that are heavy in the fashion that know Virgil. Um, like shit, man. What what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a huge loss for the community. I think uh, I think a lot of people were shocked by it. I was for um, sure, absolutely. And I, he he took like this hiatus for like a year. Yep. It feels like, and it's crazy how it doesn't even feel like that because I was just um, you know when you get your get being served all the clips and different things going on. Man, 2018 is when he started with Louis. It felt like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And and when he had his first. Uh, you know, runway show and, and hug Kanye. Like, that was three years ago already. Yeah. And he's done... I mean, look, he's he created a, a business for, for me and a lot of other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, in the way that he's been able to elevate and create things that are just different, right? Like, his... Um, beyond, like, the products that he's put forth, like, he also just gave us all that like oh yeah we could do that like because his rule of thumb you know the of changing something only three percent to make it you know different enough Mm -hmm. it's like it gave you this hope that you don't have to like do everything from scratch like you got to just give your interpretation Mm -hmm. and i think that goes a long way with with so many different elements and um, you know, to be a man of color, to work with the, one of the biggest fashion houses in the universe. Like, it's just one of those things that it's just, you know, it's an inspiring guy. But what I was going to say is like that hiatus was was kind of like the the first um, sign, kind of sign of of him going through some stuff. And um, de- I think dealing with like chemo, right? Mm-hmm. He like lost, he didn't have hair right, as it was, but like, I think he lost his eyebrows for a bit. Mm. And so like he was going through it. Um, privately and it's crazy because I mentioned to you guys I ran into him literally like September on his birthday Mm. on his last birthday Mm -hmm. I believe it was like September 30th or something like that because we were me and um, me and Fawn were in Rice Village in Houston, Texas and we we uh, were walking and and Rice Village is like a just like a nice little like it's like a Santa Barbara, okay, minus the beaches, mm-hmm. but like you know, 
nice little neighborhood, whatever. And we're walking, and I see this guy looks like Virgil Abloh. I'm like, no way. Rice, rice <laughs> village. Yeah. Like, that don't make no fucking sense, right? To me. And I tell Fawn, I was like, did you see who the fuck that was? Because that's like, I mean, I don't know how to, that's, I mean, I guess that's like Kobe. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah, Kobe yeah, yeah. in our, in our space, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't think that's him, but the white wife, like, I'm like, they're at Tender Greens, like, right in the middle of the day. I'm, he's like, and he's like, no, there's no way that's him. It's a lookalike. He's just a lookalike. I said, no, nah, fam, that's a family and friends Chrome Hearts piece that you he's got the, on. Oh, let's say you check his shit. Uh, no, I checked his outfit. Yeah, I was like, no, that's shit. a that's a Chrome Hearts friends and family piece. He's got the MoMA Air Force off white ones joints that are fucking fifteen thousand dollars now. Like, no, that's Jesus. That's him. I think that's Virgil. <laughs> Pretty sure that's Virgil. Or he spent a lot of money to look like Virgil. Right. <laughs> right. Which is extremely possible. Which is extremely possible. So we so we give it another look, you know, pretend to go to Starbucks and uh, to give another lap to see yeah. if we can make sure. And then surely enough, Fong goes, oh, my fucking God, it's him. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Fong. Yeah. And so we're just there. And then we end up like, oh, yeah, we'll just set up a meeting right here across the way from him with my iPad. And we'll have a conversation and whatever, whatever. Man, I can't find I would have done the same thing. It's so Because like being in L.A., not to cut you off, but being in L.A., we see this shit. All the you time. see the celebs, yeah. and we don't think twice. Oh, okay. You you say you don't even say it out loud. You just say in your head, "Oh, there's so and so," and then you yeah. keep it moving. But it's gone. No, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, for whatever reason, it just felt different that time around, right? And again, that's your it's your Kobe. So like, <clears throat> um, and so yeah, and then finally, you know, Fawn Fawn actually was the one that initiated the the, the bravery to like go talk to him, and I, and it was funny because we talk, we text the day he uh, when he passed, and he goes, "Man, now it makes sense," like because. Uh, I don't think he, I don't know exactly what Fawn said in the beginning, but I think it was along the lines of like, I think he wanted to just give him dap or like love or yeah. show him his flowers, like with, I don't know, with a handshake or a dap. And he was very on like, you know, like I'm not touching, you know, right now, like whatever. And then, um, and then he was explaining to me that one of the, one of the biggest, like, uh, I think like hospitals that deal with cancer is actually right there mm. and okay. so we we were probably unaware of what he, yeah. was, he was dealing doing with the dealing with the and doing whatever but he was still super kind and that and finally had an opportunity to just you know kind of just tell him his flower you know give him his flowers for whatever you know he's contributed for us and it, it was crazy and so but the like again like everybody else who's sharing a conversation with him who's doing whatever like he is just such a nice dude yeah yeah. Like genuine, nice dude, uh, clearly uh, created platforms for many people. And so, yeah, it's tough. Um, it's kind of a nasty question, but I'm just got to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure other people are curious. Has anything in everything off-white gone up in price? Everything went up crazy. Uh, it's 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 kind of... And, and as, do you have to... You have to set the prices higher too to compete. No, or are you just so, like, no, fuck that. We're gonna keep it. So there's no, there's so there's like it's it's tricky because right? you think those guys are gonna buy it at a lower price and then flip it for a higher if you keep it low, right? Which yes. is nasty. So that's nasty and it's tricky. So like being in our business, you have to make decisions kind of on the on the go. And luckily, my staff uh, is pretty on to to things. And what we decided was when the when the news broke. That we would pull everything off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because That's we want to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Not for the benefit of profit, but 
for the benefit of someone who actually wants to come in and buy something that's yeah. that's actually their purpose then then we would like to serve those service those people versus the people who will come in and buy everything just and then just to flip it for, yeah. right yeah. i mean i'll give you a great example like, they did the same thing with kobe yep i was thinking that so too. Yeah. when kobe passed we were here yep. mm-hmm. right and i think i told you guys but we sold every last kobe item in our system mm-hmm. not that we wanted to sell it but people were just buying it up the buying demand it up, went crazy buying it up demand was crazy people were just assuming that the value would skyrocket which it did but um we don't we didn't own every kobe item right that we sold and so i had people who are sellers calling us yo I want my my Kobe shit back. And it's just like, fam, like, and and then I think I I might have given this scenario a long time ago, but like this guy who I know is a size nine and he's got a size 13 Kobe. And he's like, oh, I don't even, I don't own a Kobe. I wanted to keep that for myself and this and that. I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm sure you do. But like, I know you're, I know what you're doing. I'm like, how fucking dare you? I'm like, if you want to pull that one shoe, you're going to come pull the rest of your products. And I never want to see your face again. Mm Mm-hmm. It's up to you. And, you know, he, whatever we like, I had a, I, I stand for what I stand for. And so in many, in many ways, fortunately now we own a lot of, uh, of our products in whole in general. So pretty much all the off-white stuff we pulled was like our stuff, but it's, it's, um, it's not with the intent to come back out with the, with high pricing because this stuff's already high priced. But like it's it's just more to kind of like let things settle and then we yes. can figure out what's the right way to go about. Yeah, it. Just don't feel right trying to make a profit off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say how long and maybe you just don't know, but how long do you hold it until you put it back on the market? It's tough. I, in my opinion, like there's two because there was two ways to go about it. You pull it, you wait, and you see what happens, or you just leave it out there for the price that it was before he passed. Yeah, yeah. but control how people consume. Yeah. Right. For what reason? You, like everyone, like if you want to purchase off white, you get one item, and that's it. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tricky. Like I mean, we had this. We had a that wet grass rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one at the crib. Um, I bought mine just for perspective. I bought mine from here for six hundred dollars. Uh, about a year ago, July. Like August two years ago or a year ago, sorry. And um <clears throat> I'm pretty sure the market was at 850 mm-hmm. pre-death. Mm-hmm. There was sales anywhere from twelve to fifteen hundred. Wow. Jeez. Like hundreds of sales. Yeah. Jeez. So like, I mean, I told my friend, he 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 sold me a friends and family off white rug. I think I bought it off of him for like twelve hundred or like eleven hundred something like that to keep off rug, mm. but it's not the one that everybody has. It's like a smaller size, which is mm. weird that the smaller one goes more than the bigger one. But there's only so many, and I saw that one when I bought it from him at, at eleven hundred. It was uh, it was eighteen to twenty two hundred, and now it's fifty six hundred. What? God damn, bro. And like the thing is, it's one thing to list something; it's another for that shit to sell. Multiple sales. Yeah. Damn. So like, we when we had we when we had one, it was like 
uh, you know, my staff's like, oh, so what's up with that wet grass rug? Oh, what's up with the da da? Yeah. I'm, just like, I'm like, look, I, I had already made an agreement prior to all this, like to to sell it to somebody. So, but it's like, so you you have now. I I understand you said you own like wholesale. You own the um a lot of off white and whole. But what if it's someone flipping and you say I'm gonna take it off, and they say nah, fuck that, sell that for the new price. Like, what happens when? when the uh, the owner of it wants you to push it, keep it out? I think that's like a, uh, I think it depends. Like for us, we wouldn't want to put it out. Yeah. So I would just but, say, come get it. Come take it. Yeah. Okay. Come take yeah. it somewhere else. Gotcha. Like that's not what we're going to do. Yeah. Like we're not going to be involved with that. Like Iris, sure. Like that's your product. Like do what you, do what whatever you want to do with your product. Mm-hmm. But like for us, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a little nasty. So we'd rather not be involved. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Right on. Uh Rel, got any thoughts on that? Nah, man. I mean, Mickey said it all, man. I was just it's just sad. It was a surprise to me. Like I texted y'all, I was like, yo, Virgil passed? Because yeah. I thought it was <laughs> literally I, seconds, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was um I thought it was fake when I first saw it. Yeah. Because I saw it and I think it was on his page. It's on his personal on his, page. It's on his personal IG page. And I was reading it and I was like, there's no fucking way that this is real, right? Yeah. And I was just like, all right, let me do a little bit more research before I like be like, yo, is this happening? And I didn't see anything talking about it. I didn't see anything. Usually when you see something, it's usually trending or anything. I didn't see anything about it. And I was just like, bro, he wouldn't post this on his own personal yeah. IG if this wasn't, or someone wouldn't post this on his personal IG if this wasn't real. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I texted y'all. I was like, yo, is this shit Real? Like, yo. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, we just saw this shit. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, it was crazy. I had I had no idea he had cancer. He was dealing with he was dealing with it. Um, you know, when Mike was saying he went on a hiatus, I just assume all creatives do that to sure. a certain yeah. extent. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just you're dealing with a lot. You just need to take a step back. And I kind of was like, and then you know, we were dealing with 2020. So I was just kind of like, all right, you know, I figure everybody's Everybody took a step back in 2020 because no one was really making any profit during that yeah. year. Um, so yeah, it was. It's just. It's just. It's sad <laughs> to see someone um, so creative and that has such an impact on on the um, the community and whatnot pass away at such a young age. What was, what was he like? 41. 40, yeah. 41. It's crazy. Yeah, D Murthy uh, from Group Chat uh, Podcast, Group Chat News. Uh, he said it really well, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the same age with two children. Mm-hmm. A wife, and in 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 his own regard, very successful, and I think that's one of those things where it's just like, man, like this is gonna sound f- maybe funny, but like you see magic break, you know, uh, beat uh, HIV, HIV and yeah. things we don't know, and you you might assume like, oh, it's because he got money, yeah. but then there's things that money can't beat, but, yeah. yeah, like and and it and I think that's when it humbles you. And it and it makes you realize like, ain't shit promise. Like, it don't matter who you are. Yep. Like, if there's somebody that an industry is trying to keep alive, it's Virgil. Yeah. 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 Like when health, you know, oh, obviously yeah. you can control yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I'll say I'm not gonna front like I was uh like I followed him super close and I kept up with the off white stuff. I I was definitely a fan from a distant, like it was just, oh, okay, there's a new drop. There's there's quotes around words now. And okay, like I kind of saw, I, I saw Mickey would have the off-white sweaters. I would go to Japan and see the off-white shoes. Um, and uh, 
And so with all that being said, like I, I, I just wasn't that involved in his every move like a lot of super fans are. So when I heard the news, I said, you know, this is one of those moments, much like Kobe's passing. I was, and, and I knew everything about Kobe, but um, same results, much like Kobe's passing. I had to go watch some videos. I had to like really, because I knew how powerful he was of a creator and, and just everything that he did and how much of a genius he was. Like, I got to go watch some shit. So I did see, first thing I watched was the um, the Harvard, mm. what was that called? The, um, well, like just the Harvard talk. He yeah. went to Harvard 2016 or 15 and, and just listening to him and just um, how he broke everything down. And it's so simple, but it's, it's like, it's so simple, but only a genius could come up with it. Right. You know, like that, that's, that's where, that's the step a lot of us have a hard time getting to is like, we're not, you know, I'm not gonna say it like this, but um, we have to get to the genius to simplify everything as opposed to just, Simplify, which sounds crazy, but that's when you see Kanye's new threads or Virgil or how Kobe's take on how he guards certain people. Like it just seems simplified, but you never would have thought that or whatever if you didn't if you didn't have that genius bone in you or whatever they call it. So you know, Mike mentioned a three percent. Like you know, he said he um, Nike wanted to give him the opportunity to create his own shoe. He's like, nah, I like this one. I just want to slightly change it because i'm such a big fan and i just want to give my spin on it and i remember when those when those quotes came out and everything had quotes on it and especially the the jordans which is the most beloved shoe in the history of shoes um the jordan ones right mm-hmm. and and um people were were knocking it because like he didn't do anything it's just quotes and words and a little and some and a flap in this and i remember like every time virgil made a move over Joe signed with El, with Louis. It was like, oh, well, you know, what's he going to do? Like, you know, there was just a lot of knock on him. But if we really looked at what he did, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> no one would have thought of that. No one would have um, taken it there. I remember in that Harvard talk, he said he likes using quotes because now he doesn't have to use Photoshop. And it's mm. like two, it's like two expressions within one. Um, and, uh, so I really, I really enjoyed. Then at the end of that conversation, man, it really tied everything up and really made me smile, filled me up with joy. Was when the kid has said, "I have two questions. One, can you sign my shoes?" And the second, he couldn't even get to the second. And Virgil's like, "All right, well, you got to throw the shoe at me, and if you don't reach it, if you don't reach me, I'm not gonna sign it." You know, he's having fun with the kid. So the kid throws his shoe. And then everyone starts throwing their shoes at him. <laughs> Everyone's throwing one of their shoes at him. And then they, you know, they pan to a distant camera and you just see shoes flying from the balcony. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to sign them. And, and they just stopped. They just stopped everything because it was the end of it. It was like, it was yeah. a great way to stop. So it was just so dope to see that. But um, yeah, man, um, from a fashion standpoint, I had an interesting weekend because that happened. I saw the House of Gucci movie. And I was watching the Von Dutch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit. So it's like every pocket of business in, in fashion that, you know, that's tied in the one from the bad side, the corny <laughs> side to the innovative side, the now side to, you know, Tom Ford becoming the, the lead designer of, of Gucci. Um, so, yeah, I'm just like trying to soak it all up because, you know, the universe is always telling you something. 
And not that I'm going to go out and design clothes, but from a creative standpoint, like I saw the silver lining. I saw the inspiration in, in, in um, Virgil passing away because, I, again, I didn't go out. I didn't wake up and want to create clothes, but I wanted to wake up and create music and, and just be more creative throughout the day and, and really appreciate the moments in the day. So, you know, it's like the silver lining is there. And hopefully all of you, whether you are a fan of Virgil or not, I can can appreciate your life more and appreciate what you do more because if you really love it, you would think, "Damn, I I like I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. If I were to pass, like I'd want to pass doing this with and be known for this." So hopefully, it inspired all you guys. I hope it took the hate out of some people's hearts too. <laughs> the one thing, like you kind of touched on, was like he would catch a lot of heat for yeah. his creativity. Yeah. And or lack thereof, depending on your opinion. And I think a lot of people would die on a on a cliff um, that they that they're they're on uh, based on what they think. But the reality is, like, you know, they, a lot of those guys change their their conversation once he's gone. Yeah, oh, it's of like, course. Yeah, like you got to appreciate what's in front of you because he may not do things the way you may do things but he's actually doing things yeah that's the difference and you you can um you can like you know these new louis vuitton air force ones that are basically just updated versions of the knockoffs that were sold on canal street in new york way back when well shit guess who made that look authentic yeah like there's there's value in that. Them and shit's think, gonna go crazy when it. Yeah, of course. Like and people don't understand that. Like they don't understand what that what it what it took to have kind of like this. Because you can look at two different ways: is it appropriation or is it recognition or is it adoption? Mm-hmm. Like what is it? And I think when you look at how Virgil approached everything, it was always with a genuine intent. To put the focus on, yo, we did this shit. Yeah. Like we created this shit. Now look at us. Yeah. And and touching on that, you know, again, outside looking in, fan outside looking in and listening to everyone's conversations. Um months ago, group chat had someone on saying, you know, 2010 to 2020 was, or let me just focus, 2020 to 2030 will be the decade of inclusion where we're all being involved. We're all like, everyone's given an opportunity and chance. You see, um, like, do you keep up with the Ivory Park's Instagram? Mm, is that you, uh, Beyonce's? Beyonce's, Beyonce's yeah. Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Fire. No, yeah. they do amazing. That shit is dope. Yeah, but I'm looking at the different color faces and the shapes and it's like, okay, inclusion, boom. Rihanna, I, I love Rihanna's runway shows with Fendi. We Sam and I watch them every time. I think they just, their third one just came out a few months ago. We saw that inclusion Virgil was all about inclusion and was and you know he said in that Harvard thing I just I asked on Instagram does anyone know how to um, run Photoshop or or whatever he said and he just picked whoever responded okay if you say so let's roll like it wasn't like a big thing you have to be qualified it was just like all right fuck it let's let's bring it together so moving forward like you know like that guy said on group chat like next decade and Virgil set the tone it's going to be inclusion everyone being involved everyone having their hands in on it and the ones that don't will suffer like uh, Victoria's Secret 
suffering a lot of bad press on them because they didn't use anybody of color. They didn't use, uh, not anybody, but rare did they? They never had big girls. They didn't have any trans. And they and they even went on record and doubled down. It's like, yeah, we're not about that. So now their stocks are suffering. Their brand and line is suffering. And now I, I was walking in the mall. I saw Victoria's Secret store and in the model. I want to say she was a little thicker than usual mm. or, you know, looked a little bit less of an angel, you know, you know, quote unquote. So it's like, it's, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's crazy to see all that, but yeah, inclusion like Virgil said is definitely the future. It's because web two and, uh, has made that has made everyone kind of a little closer to the, what used to be the exclusion portion, right? Like you say like stocks, right? Yeah. Like, Imagine if we all just bought stocks when we were making our $200, $300 gigs back in 2012. Yeah. If we bought anything in that time and what it would be worth today. Wasn't Tesla day. stocks like $5 at that time? Huh? Weren't Tesla stocks $5 at that time? Or was it before that? 12, no, they went public 2010, I think. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But like, what do we have yeah. invested into it? Look, man, we were living company. with our parents. We weren't paying shit. We could have put all our money listen, in the stocks. Listen, we were all wait. on Serato, so we didn't have to buy records. Listen, <laughs> if we if we bought a stock instead of a record here and there, like we would, we would be, be having this up. conversation fucking station right but, now. <laughs> yeah, we're in this fucking pocket mess. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, nah, but the reality is, like, we we weren't included. Yeah, right. That's yeah. true. Like, true. Yeah. could our parents or family members have put us in a position to to buy the stock? Maybe, maybe not. That's, but they weren't even aware of it at the time, though. No, and it wasn't easy. Yeah, you yeah. got to call some dude mm-hmm. to do this, to yeah. do that, ba 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 Like it, it, yep. it took work. Now you can do that shit right now. Phone. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean. And like, and it, it's it's done. And so I think. You know, Web 2, which is platforms, apps, things on your phone, right? And now you got this Web 3. Web 3 is making their own rules. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the future. So, like... Decentralized. People are going to start including everybody because they got no fucking choice. Yep. Because they're going to get left behind. Yep. And so, that might be a whole other pod. conversation. Yeah, but yeah, we'll No, nah, but there. it all connects. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know what before we get out of here, you want to talk about what Bert Peterson said? With, yeah, man, let's because I, I, I tried looking it up, I couldn't find it. Oh man, look it up, listen, I got y'all. But yeah, set us up though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Bert Peterson, everyone is everyone is is it was familiar, on Instagram. everyone is uh familiar with uh, with how you sick kick, sick kick, sick kick, yeah. sick kick, right? Who who is getting booked by the way? Yeah, this who is? But listen, listen <laughs> he's getting again, booked. you know, we we talked, you want. We, we've talked about him on this show, and we'd be like, yo, why is this guy faking the funk? and and believe it or not, um, Timbaland has been posting his shit, being like, "Yo, this is this is dope, this is amazing," and he's been getting heat at least from the is, DJ. Is he Rock Nation? Who? Sick, sick kick. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't know that Go much. Um, but uh, but he's um, like I said. So Timbaland has been you know promote or you know showing him love on his page, like posting his videos or oh, whatever. No. He's been getting heat from the DJ community, being like, "Yo." And other producers being like, yo, how can you post this shit? Like, this shit is not, you know what I mean? He's not doing none of this live. He's not hitting any of the triggers. All this shit is pre-recorded, et cetera, et cetera. Now, to my knowledge, I don't think um, I don't think uh, Timlin has, you know, acknowledged any of these people that are coming at him. But anyways, Bert Peterson 
goes on his page and he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just mock this food, right? He's right. got a few you know videos. He's got him. a few videos of him and Three. he posted some some recent ones like, you know, as far as two days ago and he's literally making like fart sounds and shit. Oh, while he's oh hitting the... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, too close. Too close. <laughs> right. So, so, so he's doing shit like this, oh, right? Oh, my God. So he's killing him, right? And he's been getting... Everyone's been like, bro, Oh my yeah, god! Right? So, oh, okay. Bro, bro. So, every, and every, so he's been killing him. Everybody was like, "Yo, thank you. You're the goat for this." Or blah blah blah. Just going on, going on, going on. And he's been like, "Yo," and I'm like, "Yo, shout out to, to shout out to Bird Peterson, man, because it's all funny games." Like again, to to Joe's point, this dude sick kid or sick kid or however you uh, pronounce okay. his name. He's still getting booked. He's got 2 million followers on fucking Instagram. Yeah, I was trying to see who represents him because um, it really comes down to the agent. So again, we don't have to agree with the way he's doing shit, but he's out there, he's getting his bag and he's doing what he's doing. So, you know, no shade to him, but you know what I mean? Like, we all know that, you know. Yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I, again, we don't, because I think the issue is, is that because we are aware that the shit that he's doing or the shit that he's posting, the videos that he's posting on his IG are not live and they're pre-recorded. Where do we don't know that he actually pre-recorded the the yeah, yeah. the the um the the set? You yeah. know what I mean? For someone, for all we know, he can have a ghost producer or whatever. You know what I mean? And he's just the quote unquote face of it. So I think that's the main issue that a lot of people, DJs, producers, etc., are having with the whole thing. Like, yo, bro, you're faking the funk. You're not even. You know what I mean? You're using this S nine. You could just use a fucking beat pad and do what you're doing. And you know what I mean? Like, why are you using it? Uh, uh, DJ mixer. So, <laughs> Bert, I just I saw I came across the videos. I came across the videos, and I was like, "Yo, this shit is fucking hilarious." I'm not gonna. Orkel Zach did it first. You are correct. In April, mm. you are correct. Well, when was when was I got? Did you check when Bert Peterson posted his first one? There's I three. Did not. There's yeah. three. I was just on his. Uh, let me dig a little deeper. I know his latest ones were like two two days. One was his latest one was like two days ago. August twentieth. There's one. Um, and I don't see one any later than that right now. That's Mad Villain. Oh, okay. So, there's Mad which Villain. was this one for those that are? That was one of his latest ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Yo, this is fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> Oh my god! So I gotta just yeah. No, I, I, so yeah, you gotta Zach, give you gotta Zach, give him his props. Give him his props. props. You know what I mean? Just on the timeline. Mickey's always the one that promotes. Doesn't matter who did it first. It's about who did it better, right? You're right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So right. you know You're what right. I mean. Again, shout out to Four, Four Colors Zach. Shout out to Bird Peterson as DJs in this DJ community. We appreciate y'all for this shit. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's definitely it's great entertainment. But I'm gonna stir the pot and I'm gonna fuck with some of these guys who are. Um, Purists and and just want to add drama to it. Who cares about him? Who cares about whether he's all? faking it or not? And that's my you that's my mean? point is he's still getting his bag. Because if I'm if I'm this guy, I'm like, look, I don't know any of you motherfuckers. You can say what you want about me, but when I am living in my multi million dollar house with my family and I'm taking care of them, I'm not going to give a shit what any of you guys say about me. Have fun with it by all means. I'm probably laughing at most of it, but when it all comes down to it, the people in the crowd don't really give a shit because I have three 
plus million followers on Instagram, Instagram, God knows what on TikTok, they clearly are entertained by this shit. So I mean, why Timberland would I change is, Timberland is co-signing this nigga. Timberland's so. co-signing on me and, and it's it's all in key. It's yeah, not it's like it, key. it's <laughs> not like it's just terrible. So like like who like who if if I'm him, like and I'm sure this is exactly what he's saying, who gives a shit what I do? I'm just gonna like I'm making stupid money and you're laughing at me. I'm laughing at you. On the way to the bank. And like I I'm said, I'm laughing at you. My man, my man's getting his he's getting his bag. I don't even think anyone knows what the fuck he looks like because he's always wearing the mask in the videos. No, right? I know what he looks like. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we do? No. Oh. Is he a white guy? No. Okay. He's not white? No. Asian? No. Nope. Don't That's tell me so this man is black. Kinda Asian. Uh, kinda oh, Asian? Okay. Oh, so like Filipino. Kanye Asian? Indian. Oh, he's Indian. Oh shit! Oh, mm, oh, Interesting. Fuck, Tandoori, not native. Look, man, got you. Indians hey, it doesn't don't, matter what he Indians is. Indians don't have many reps in the game, so you let them have one. Hey, fuck it. Let know? them have yeah, one. Look at it on, like man. that. They're typically big tech CEOs. So yeah, nice, uh, nice for them to humble. Well, down. they're they're all they they run all the big tech. There's Google. They now 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 they run Twitter. <laughs> they run Twitter. <laughs> they run. I saw Apple. how the stock like that one. <laughs> right. Oh no, Tim Apple runs Apple. Hey man, yeah. like I said, man, get your bag. Like you said, Joe's point is great entertainment. We take it. Yeah. You know, as long as everyone doesn't like, I'm sure Burr Peterson ultimately doesn't give a shit. Neither does no, Zach. He doesn't. But it's I just think he just does it. You know, like you said, to your point for entertainment and like it's and content. Yeah, exactly for everyone. Absolutely, it's, it's just great. So yeah, he's two two million followers. He's getting his bag, man. Like more power. Three, to Three point five to be exact. Is it 3.5? Maybe 3.6. Oh, yeah. shit. Well, hey, excuse the fuck out of me. Last time I checked, it was 2 million. Now he got 3.5. So. He, he's got, he's, for those I really want to know, he's going to be booked at Park soon. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, San Diego? <laughs> that, that's why I was like, man, this, and then he's, um, I saw he's in, he's doing Vegas. He's doing something really big. Like, a, does, he, does he, does he, does yeah, he, do, does he, does he, does he do his live shows with the mask on? I hope so. It's part I would of the gig. think so. so it's yeah. kind of his part of his brand, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely got some AC in there. Oh, good for him, man. Listen, shout out to you, man. Shout out to. Speaking of announcing gigs, what do you got coming up? Uh, that's a good question. Not gonna record for another two weeks. I'll throw mine out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I will be at uh, the Grand in Boston on the 11th, and then um, what's it called? Um, church in El Paso. Church. Oh, church? You doing church again? Church. Yeah. Mm, nice. Um, December church. 18th. Oh, and then New Year's Eve, I'll be at uh, Exchange um, in Salt Lake City. New spot. Every video I see, it's like they're going crazy to everything that's played. Even like EDM songs from five years ago, they're losing their shit to it. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Mm, uh, my usual shit, Resident. Um, I'm doing Must Be Nice with Night Train again. I'm doing Must Be Nice with Night Train again on my one-year anniversary. Mm. And he hit me up and he said, "Yo, you booked me nice." He said, "You must." He said, "You booked on this date." And I said, "I looked at my wife." And I love, said, babe. I'm booked with love. I said, "Babe," <laughs> she was just like, "But it worked out because she's got a gig during the day, right?" So I was like, well, "Damn!" I so she had out. that gig first. She she but she, she had the conversation with me. She was like, "Listen, uh, I got booked okay. for this date because we were going to do a staycation <laughs> somewhere and go." And I said, "Yo, you can still do your your thing and we'll leave after your gig or whatever." And then I got hit and I was like, babe, you know, she was just like, well, fuck it. You do, since we're both, we'll both work that day and then, you know, we'll celebrate after. So I was like, all right, cool. So yeah, doing that, um, New Year's. What, wait, got, what date is that? The 12th of December. That's a Sunday. It's a Sunday, yeah. Okay. Um, and the Giants are playing the Chargers in know. LA. Good to know. And I was like, and my boy, who's a Chargers fan, Marcos, our trainer, was like, yo, we going to the game. Nah, bro, I can't do it. Yeah. My wife is going to kill me if I did. Like, um, 
New Year's, I'm doing, I got one set at 11 at apartment 503, and then I think I'm doing another set somewhere else to close out the night, but I'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I might be double double dipping on, yeah. on New Year's Eve. Get it. You, know, you know what I always want to do on New Year's Eve is do a gig in one part of the country, you know, ring in the New Year, and then fly, you take a PJ to another part of the country. And then do it all over again yeah. because you know the touching. Good luck for you. Good that's luck like that's a Jolo shit. Yeah. That's what Jolo did. I think he did one in Australia, then another one in America or some shit. Mickey, what you got? December eighteenth and nineteenth, back at El Chingon. Hey, nice. Nineteenth right. is a Sunday, Sunday. right? Yes. Yeah. Trying to, make, trying to come out there. Pull up on me. Yeah, I, I was trying to make the last one, but she was like, "Nah, we ain't going. We did all this traveling. We stayed our asses here." Since I got, I feel yeah. it. Yeah. I was, bro. I was exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> I was, like that one gig cost me the next day. Are you doing? You doing daytime on the nineteenth? Uh, yeah. All right, bet. Oh, and yeah. nighttime Man, on the eighteenth. Those, 18th, those gigs aren't getting easier, huh? And the eighteenth, you doing nighttime? Uh, yeah, eighteenth. I'm doing eleven to close. Okay. So I'll be cracking, cracking, yep. and then nineteenth, and I might go early the seventeenth. Because a good friend of mine is going to be performing at Park, possibly. Word. Mm. We're locking it in right now. Seventeenth? So, it's a Thursday? It's a Friday. Friday. Oh, Friday. I think I'm so I might make a whole little weekend. Are you gonna DJ? It. They asked me to open. I politely uh, am declining yeah. and choosing to just enjoy the night. Got you. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. closing out the year strong. Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, then uh one oh two in the books. We out. Peace. We out. Peace. <laughs>